You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. To another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with Jason Bond, also known as Emery. Going on, everybody. And also here with Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo, what is up, everybody? Yes, this is episode number 27. We are recording on October 18th for release on October 19th. Um. Quite a bit to talk about tonight. Uh, well, you know, we got a little bit of somber news, so that's going to be fun. Uh, then we're actually going to talk a lot about the meta tonight. We're going to talk about the meta from the recent OW Open and how that's how well how the, how it might translate into your experiences in competitive mode, and uh, also when you should play the meta, when you shouldn't play the meta, and maining characters, as well as as getting to some audience emails some of the stuff we missed last week um but before we do that and before i check up on these guys to see how they're doing i'd like to thank everybody who helped make us a four-star podcast on itunes we have a four-star rating on itunes and uh yeah i just uh, the only thing i think i can say is uh you know thanks thanks a lot we really appreciate that absolutely so hopefully we can keep making you guys proud and be worthy of our four-star rating on iTunes. Uh, but seriously, thanks a lot. We really, uh, really appreciate it. And we really uh, appreciate the fact that you guys enjoy the show. So before we get into our topics, Bond, why don't you tell me what's been going on in your week in Overwatch? Uh, another week of being busy and getting a few quick play games in here and there and uh, having a lot of fun. All right, what about you, Mike? Uh, since I've been trying to play as much as I can in quick play so I can get more loot boxes, and that's about it. I mean, I've been, I was out of town for like four days, so I was feeling withdrawals, but, you know, the usual. <laughs> no, no, I feel you. I, I usually, I can't play Overwatch, like, Monday through, like, Thursday, or at least Monday through Wednesday. Thursday, I might get on. Uh, because of the way the way the podcast schedule works here, uh, so usually by Thursday I'm always feeling some type of withdrawal, and I can't wait to get on Overwatch. And then I'll hop in, I'll play some competitive mode with somebody I'm probably not supposed to play competitive mode with, and it's just like, oh, there it is. There's that feeling, oh, <laughs> that friend. rage just slowly building up inside. Yeah, yeah, but no, I mean, overall, I love it. I mean, I have to love this game because my Overwatch week has been awesome. I now am the proud owner of Overwatch on all three platforms. Oh, God. I I have it on PC, I have it on PS4, and Ja has come to Xbox. 
Well, one Blizzard is glad. Blizzard is glad to take your money. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> see, this goes back to a conversation I was having with somebody about uh, when I stopped playing Destiny, and I, you know, the the thing was like, you know, they were trying to tell me that I. I was entitled that I, I didn't want to spend the money that I should. I was like, I have no problem spending money on video games or or any game as long as I feel that it's worth it. And when it came to Destiny, I, as far as I'm concerned, Bungie still owes me twenty dollars for the Dark Below. They still owe me that money. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to Overwatch, I've I've paid I've spent more money on Overwatch in what three, four months than I did in Destiny in a year. I spent, yeah. In the course of a year, I spent like uh, $140 on Destiny on, on year one plus getting, you know, year two. Overwatch, I've already spent like 220 bucks because I bought it. Actually, no, that's that. Actually, no, it's 220 bucks because I bought the Origins Edition on each, on, on PC, which was 60. Then Actually, shit, more than that, think about it. Like, I bought the collector's edition for PS4. I can't even remember how much that was. And then I bought the Origins edition for Xbox, so that's an additional 60 plus the $40 in uh, loot boxes that I bought. So I have no problem spending money on a game that I enjoy. And I do enjoy Overwatch a lot on any platform now. <laughs> so I, I, I want to hear from our... our uh, our listeners on Xbox, send me those gamer tags, because I will, I'll add you, and we will, we will play. And I, it's not like I'm forgetting about PS4. I will still be playing on PS4. So for those that I've added on PS4, I'll still play with you. I added Sumicidal. Haven't had a chance to play with him yet. Like I have not seen him on when I was on. And of course, recently I was playing Xbox. So, but uh, I did start my journey on Xbox. I'm still only like level nine. I only had a chance to... I played on Saturday for a decent amount of time and a little bit on Sunday, and I can only do quick play, you know? Uh, I linked my Blizzard account in hopes that it would help my MMR on Xbox. No. They started me at the bottom, and they really shouldn't have. I mean, I felt bad for how badly I was beating people. I got two solo team kills in my first hour of playing. That's how bad it was. Go Diva. I did learn something interesting about MMR, though. At least I think I learned something about MMR. My first, the first day I played, I mean, they obviously were putting me with other low levels. They were putting me with, like, level uh, twos, threes, you know, nothing higher than, like, a 20, you know? Uh, <laughs> the second day I played, though, I was level eight. I got to level nine, so I didn't actually play all that that uh, that much on Sunday. But instead of being placed with low levels, I was I was being placed with people who were like level ninety nine, who had prestiged already. Hmm. So it looks like MMR changes don't kick in maybe until you leave the game and come back in, or possibly they take like twenty four hours to kick in, which is interesting. I think. Hmm weird so but yeah i definitely noticed the difference in the people that i played with the day after um i i uh <laughs> i started playing and i'm not trying to like fan any console wars here or anything like that but i gotta admit the controls 
on the Xbox, they feel better than they do on PS4. Like, just your uh, target acquisition is much easier. I think that's just been a thing. Like, I think that's just how the control... The, the, I think that involves, like, the analog stick placement. Because there's always something I felt about, like, the dual shot controller on shooters just feels kind of weird. But... Well, well, I mean, like, the dual shock for PS3, mm-hmm. I did not like that for shooters at all. I thought it was terrible. However, the dual shock for PS4, I really liked that, especially when I started playing Destiny. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to be able to play Destiny on PS4, but it felt great, so that's why I actually bought the game after playing the beta. And Overwatch does feel good on PS4, but I'm, I'm sorry, the Xbox controller just feels like it, it's that much better in terms of target target acquisition. So, so it feels a little bit better to play on. Uh, all right, makes sense. Yeah, so, I don't know, but yes, uh, Ja has arrived on Xbox. Like I said, send me your gamer tags, and I'll add you, and we will play. But that's enough of that for now. Let's get into the top story. Sombra Watch. That's right. Our top story just also happens to be Sombra Watch. <laughs> because uh, what? I already found Sombra. Like, I already told y'all where she's at. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if anybody's watching the Twitters on, what was that, Sunday or was that Saturday, Mike? I think that was on Sunday. No, Saturday. Saturday. That was Saturday. Uh, Mike sent me a picture showing me exactly where Sombra was. Where were you? In New Mexico? New Mexico. Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque. This Sombra was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Who would have thought? The entire time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, everyone's like she's in South America or Mexico. No, she's New Mexico. She got that <laughs> new tech. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if if you guys have been keeping up with what's been happening with Sombra. Uh, well, at this point, it'll be yesterday, but today for us, Blizzard, you get the Troll of the Year award. I mean, <laughs> I have never seen a company troll their audience so hard. And people are hurt. There's tears. There are real tears in the Blizzard forums right now. Yeah. <laughs> real tears, folks. And I'm not talking about tearless tears. I'm talking about those salty tears. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, keep, they keep just putting that carrot out and then snatching it away pretty instantly. Right. Give them now, a little bit. Bond, bring them back in. <laughs> yeah, now, Bond, you found some, art, some, uh, some Reddit threads suggesting that Sombra was going to be pushed out today i seriously thought it was going to get pushed out today because the way the uh a moment in crime was going and then on top of that battlefield one dropped today and i was like oh they're really gonna do quite a bit to go and steal some of that thunder away and then they didn't well what did that tell you i thought they were gonna do it i figured ptr i know i i I told you actually i told you one of the theories let me see if i can quote myself i thought it was pretty good let me see if i can find it real quick (laughs) Church of Jaw, uh, going to read from the Bible of Bible of Jaw. Yeah, I'm going to quote myself for something that it's I said. It's a living said. document. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said, because you, 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 um, you, po- you, you posted a link with a guy who had a theory on why. Actually, he, his, the name of his Reddit post was Fact. Blizzard releasing Sombra on PTR during the Halloween event is a brilliant move. He, so he knew, he, he knew they were going to release Sombra. And then I said, quote, Jaw quote here, that guy's theory about why Blizzard will put Sombra on the PTR during the event is about as thick as a whip 
paper towel. <laughs> I think that's a, that, that's a good quote. I think. If I must say so myself, out of the quotes that I give. So. <laughs> but oh, someone, seriously, though. Someone, someone needs to take his horn away. He's tooting it a little too much. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be Tooting like, it eh. too much. No, yeah. Well, you were cut. Bond was like, Sombra's going on the PTR today. Calling it now. Well, I heard rumors, but I wasn't like going to confirm them. I'm just like, I keep hearing all this like Sombra speculation going on. Just, Which my response after that, happens. yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there, I, the, the only thing that had merit for me was that a moment in crime was at 99% and it was counting up. It, w- it was definitely going to end today. But even if it would have ended today and Blizzard did actually put Sombra on the PTR, it still would have been a bad move. The PTR cannot negate, like, because I know, Bond, you thought that they were going to put it on the PTR to try to steal some of Battlefield's thunder. Either that or pull some of, you know, the, the fanfare away from it. And, you know, all I could say was, but, but Sombra hype, it's got to happen. Blizzard, nope. Blizzard has no skin in that game. Like, they... There's no way they're going to try to go head to head with with Battlefield by using the PTR. Yeah, they they're, they're going to go head to head, they would have just dropped her. But well, that's why they, like they were saying here too and one of the things like, you know, they might not release her in the PTR, they might just go and release her full on and live, which I was like, I don't think they'd really do that. Oh, but. hell no, they wouldn't do that. They had to put no. Anna out for at least a week before Yeah, Anna was on the PTR for a week, yeah. But yeah, there's no way they're just going to release her into live. Because like, they're not trying to take people away from Battlefield. People were going to leave for Battlefield anyway. Mm-hmm. They could put, they could bring Sombra out now. And the Battlefield release would actually steal the, that thunder. If anything, what was smart of them to do is to release the Halloween event around the same time as Battlefield. So that way people were like, do I get loot boxes or do I play Battlefield? Oh, or I could just spend money. And buy loot boxes and play Battlefield instead. Right. This so. is the reason why the PTR cannot be weaponized. All right. For, for, for future reference, if anybody listening goes and reads some, some theory on why or how Blizzard is going to use the PTR at some point in time to try to uh, draw attention to itself or, or pull attention from something else, this is why they won't do it. All right. Compared to the user base, the PTR is small. Millions of people play Overwatch, right? At max, the PTR only holds 10,000 players. All right? So even if it were to fill up, it only it's, it's 10,000 people out of the millions that can actually play it. And then the people who want to, who, you know, who they're trying to draw away from whatever they're trying to draw away from, would just be like, okay, well, I'm going to go play X thing now because I can't go to the PTR to see what all the hype is about. Yeah, I don't I don't expect Sombra until after the Halloween event anyway. Yeah. Not honestly. to mention I have never seen the PTR fill. So the number of people who actually play on the PTR, even when Anna was the you know, the first new character for Overwatch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even when she came out, the PTR never filled up. So you have less than ten thousand people who who are that intense into Overwatch that they're going to go into the PTR. That's true, but the hype for Anna, I don't think it's been as high as yeah. Sombra, but I think Blizzard might have just, like, got in their own way with today's stunt. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah, the, at, at best, what Blizzard can do is use the PTR to generate news, to keep them relevant while something else is going on. 
So perhaps while, you know, Battlefield is launching, so they're not completely buried, you put something on the PTR. Some people play it. They generate some content. They generate videos. They generate news. Overwatch stays in the news, and that's how you do it. But they'll never weaponize the PTR. And you're right. Blizzard, this, like, people were so mad. Mm-hmm. So mad when a moment of crime finished. For those who don't know or who haven't kept up with it, basically, uh, after a moment in crime, like after the, it wasn't a countdown. It was the percentage going up. When that hit 100%, a message popped up on the screen that said, finish transmission, ending load, charging complete, or it might, that might be upload complete. Google Translate might have fucked that up for me. Um, so charging complete, Bastion unit E54 committed, or it might say compromised. I don't know if it's committed or compromised because once again, Google Translate, I don't speak. Spanish, unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) And then it says completing connection or closing connection. So that was that. Like, that was it. So apparently Sombra has uploaded something to Bastion. That's, that's, that's what the, that's what it's kind of, uh, or Bastion's involved somehow. So that's what it's kind of insinuating here. Mm -hmm. On top of that, if you look at the source of the page, an HTML, there's an HTML comment that has a version number with two question marks after it. Mm-hmm. So the current version of the game is 1.4.0.2.32374. The version and the comment was v was version 1.4.0.2.324 question mark question mark. So I mean essentially they're just saying We'll see you, like, you know, you'll probably see Sombra in the next version update. Now, I know, Bond, you mentioned that some people thought that Blizzard might just release Sombra live. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go and happen. I've, right. I, well, I've never seen anything like that go live. I'm going to explain to you why people are thinking that. Because Jao wants you to know. <laughs> uh, education is power. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so the, a lot of people, there are some theories that Blizzard is just going to release Sombra live. And that's because... The P, though, the version of the PTR is much lower, well, not much lower, but it's significantly lower than the current version of the game. Usually the PTR is ahead of the game or right on par with the game. The reason that's the case is because the, the last thing the PTR had was the updates to Anna, uh, uh, Widowmaker, Junkrat, those guys. But what the PTR never had was the Halloween update. So the reason why that, that that's the the PTR was closed, I think, the day the Halloween update opened, or maybe a couple days before the Halloween update opened. The PTR is essentially missing a version. The next update will probably be to the PTR. It'll skip ahead of what's on the currently on the game, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna have Sombra on it. That's what we're looking at. I can see that. Right. Now, some people were pointing to uh, Bastion's page on the on the uh, I was gonna say on the Master's Buds website, but on the uh, Play Overwatch website, mm-hmm. having static images between the ability videos. And at first, I was kind of biting on that thread, but then I found out that those were always in place. And actually, if you go to any other anybody else's page and watch the transition between their videos, there's always static in between. So that's nothing. The only other thing that happened was that Discord, like the company uh, Discord that does the chat application, they changed their Twitter account to the name Sombra and changed their profile picture to Sombra's picture, or what we think 
Sombra is going to look like, right? Um, I don't even know if this is an association with Blizzard, or is it just... Surprised. It might be, but it also might just be some type of attention grab while this whole Sombra thing is going on right now. <laughs> Maybe, but Discord tends to work with like all these developers and stuff kind of closely, so I don't know. Maybe, like it says Sombra, there's only one answer. There was a survey available, but now the survey is gone, so... So there's only one right answer. And actually, they changed their... Yeah, they actually just changed their... Oh, no, survey's still here. Yeah. Yeah, it says uh, there's only one right answer. And there's three things you could pick. Three choices. They all say Sombra. <laughs> I'm actually getting ready to vote now. Okay. Sombra number one has most of the vote. I voted number two because... I voted number one. Number one. Of well, course you did because you're I'm going to go and vote number three. Just okay. I have to be so someone, so someone will be right. You you can't conform to the nonconformists. I I cannot. I am I am way too cool for that. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Nineteen yeah, percent for option number three. I will be a yeah, part of the nineteen percent that win. Yep. So uh, yeah, they actually switched their uh, logo back, but it still says Sombra. So I don't know. They might be doing something well, on association. It's like a. It's like a static image sombra of the Discord logo. Yeah, but know? it's still it's still not what it was before. True. So yeah. what if this entire time that it's not actually Sombra they're gonna go and release? Or if Sombra did get released today, but on the internal PTR for them and not us. Well, I think oh actually that brings up a good point. That picture we talked about last week, that leaked picture, mm-hmm. I looked at it again. And at the bottom of the picture that I saw, there's actually a, uh, I guess they were hovering over a link, and it shows a URL. That picture is from Blizzard's internal, like, community software. Intranet. So, yeah, their intranet software. That was never going to be a blog post. So, more than likely, what we were looking at is an internal blog post that Blizzard had on their community software saying that, hey, our internal... Play, you know, Overwatch servers will be updated with Sombra today. She's ready for playtesting internally. That's what we were probably looking at. Probably. But we're pro- that's what Sombra probably looks like. I, I do believe that's what Sombra is going to look like, but obviously we're getting close to release. I still think they're going to do the official announcement of Sombra at BlizzCon, which I think takes place on the 11th. Not on the 11th, sorry, on the uh, November 4th and 5th. And once they do that, then they're going to put her on the PTR. Once the season, the day the season ends, Sombra is going to go live. And then you'll have two weeks to play with Sombra before the next season. I bet streamers have gotten to play her already. Like top streamers. Probably. I'll put money on that. Yeah, probably. They get invited to Blizzard all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're on that road soon. We got four stars on iTunes. We're on the way. <laughs> we don't stream. We're not pop. Yeah. Anyways, we're yeah, popular enough. We're popular. Don't steal our thunder. Don't 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 don't, don't yeah. do that. Don't we're do not that. popular <laughs> to everybody, but we're popular to the people who matter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There you go. So, but yeah, that I mean that's pretty much all that happened with Sombra today. Nothing's changed. There's been no additional information from Blizzard. I actually don't. I'm. I'm pretty positive that leak that came out was not something that they intended and uh, that's the only reason why we have more information on sombra than we did before so yeah blizzard with the with the huge trolling of their community 
I mean, folks, if you don't visit the forums, you need to visit the forums and see just the the crying that's going on. And it's it's really dramatic too. Like Blizzard, I've completely lost my trust in you. I've lost my faith in you. Like I'm not going to care anymore about future updates. It's that kind of stuff. Oh, they say that. We'll see. Yep. Yep. And then two weeks, they'll be buying loot boxes on October 31st, trying to get that last, uh, <laughs> those last few items, you know? So, yep. actually, I forgot to mention, but it's a good, it was a good time for me to pick it up on Xbox because I'm going through levels zero through 20 now, so I, I get drops pretty quickly. Yeah, but that's only, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's good because it's going to be on your Xbox account. So that's yep. good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, let's move on to our next, our next topic here. So uh, recently there was a meta report done on the OW Open, which was that big tournament sponsored by, uh, you know, officially supported by Blizzard. And most of that report has a lot to do with not just the competitive community, but like the pro competitive community. And we're going to we're going to dig into it a bit because this will have an effect on what you see in competitive mode or shit, even what you see in quick play. But. We're not going to dig that deep into it because we definitely have uh, some some vying opinions that are going to come out either a- anyway. But since I since I haven't actually played a structured 6v6 like you would normally, I, I, I really can't, you know, say whether they're right or wrong, but we'll get into it. So first of all, the author broke every character down into tears. Now, once again, here at Watchpoint Radio, we still hold the idea that there are no tiers in Overwatch. These and mainly because these tiers that even he did are strictly based on usage. They're not actually based on uh character usefulness versus other characters or what you'd normally base tiers on. In S tier, there's only one character, Lucio, who was used 95% of the time. He appears to be the in, uh, you know, indispensable healer because of his of his AOE heal. Uh, for A tier, which is eighty percent or above usage, is Zarya, also one character. B tier is fifty percent and above, and that is Anna, Reinhardt, and Reaper. That's B tier. C tier is twenty percent usage and above. That's Tracer, Winston, May, Genji, McCree. Roadhog. D tier only has one character as Zenyatta, 5% usage and above, and F tier which is less than 5% has almost half the characters in the game. Uh, and that's uh, Mercy, Hanzo, Farah, Diva, Soldier, Junkrat, Bastion, Widowmaker, Symmetra, and Torbjorn. Out of that group, the only two characters that I'll probably consider the least useful would be a bash would be Bastion and Widowmaker. And maybe Symmetra, because she you know, in the game regardless right now, she is just very situational. Oh, and Torbjorn. So four characters. Yeah, there should be like if there is if you're gonna like tier list them based off usage, like those are the ones that should be off F because of their situationalness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, so but th- I think we're gonna we're gonna get into why a lot of these other characters were not being used, why their usage was less than five percent because it has a lot to do with the pro meta that's being played right now. 
Uh, now, about Zenyatta, before we go forward, it looks like, you know, Zenyatta appeared, I guess he was in a higher tier before, or high, more. he was uh, being used more frequently. But once they nerfed his Discord orb, or made it fair, as some people would say. Fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah. Uh, it looks like Anna's ult, or Anna's, you know, the, the fact that she has her ultimate plus the, the long-distance healing was just more helpful than Zenyatta and his Discord, or, Discord orb. And once again, I think that has a lot to do with the way pro Overwatch gets played. And we're going to... We're going to get into that because me and Mikey talked a little bit about it when we were doing some testing, which we're going to talk about. Uh, but in Pro Overwatch, <laughs> the base strategy seems to be uh, to take a combination of S tier, A tier, and B tier. So that's Lucio, Zarya, Anna, Reinhardt, and Reaper. You take those five, then you add one more. So you have a five plus one, and I guess they call, well, at least the author called the one the misfit because that one character is usually somebody from the C tier, maybe, you know, the D tier, probably not the F tier, but in extreme circumstances, the F tier. But that's going to be the character that you switch around. The mainstays were generally Lucio, Anna, Zarya, Reaper, and Reinhardt. And the way they work it is, uh, well, first of all, Zarya's alt pairs with just about well, not just about anybody, but with a lot of people. I mean, even if you have a if you have a Zarya alt, and you put everybody in the middle, even Reinhardt could just go and start swinging his hammer in there, and that's going to do a decent amount of damage. Not to mention Zarya is probably one of the another reason why Zenyatta's usefulness or, or uh, use has been taken down because I know when I'm playing Zenyatta, because I've been playing Zenyatta way more recently uh, since I've, like I've been talking about over the last few episodes, and. Zarya is is a counter to Zenyatta because I don't know how frequently I've put like the Discord orb on somebody just to have it taken off because of Zarya uh put her, her force field around them. You know? Yeah. I mean that's what Azaria should do. I mean if if I see like someone get Discord orbed and they're getting attacked, I mean I'm gonna I want free energy. That sounds like a good idea to me. Right. Well, in some cases, I've I've seen some people just straight up use it as a way to uh, take an effect off of somebody, mm. which is legit. So that may be another reason that led to Zenyatta's downfall. The how you know how often Zarya is being used. Um, obviously, you need a Reinhardt to push forward, and basically what they do is they use the Reinhardt uh, with the Anna ult. So Anna builds up her ult, which this may change a bit. Once, well, I, you know, because the OW Open happened before they made those changes to Anna. So, you know, this may change a bit, but, you know, you use Anna's ult to, you know, put the uh, the nano boost on Reinhardt. And instead of just using Reinhardt primarily to get kills, the goal here is to use Reinhardt to split the enemy team and separate them. And that's going to allow the rest of the team to pick off people from the enemy team or from the defenders. That's what it's going to do. So the the real goal here is to get Reaper his ult so that you can have an Anna Reaper ult on a point to clear it. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what you want to do. And this helps with that because once the enemies split up, they're easier to pick off, especially by, you know, somebody uh, like Reaper. That's what they do. And then whoever your sixth person is, because like I said, that's, that's usually somebody in C tier. And from what I read, it looks like Tracer and Winston would be the best bets for that which I'm actually going to get into now. 
uh, that one person from the C tier is usually used to fill the sixth slot, and Tracer and Winston have advantages on King of the Hill, because on King of the Hill, you know, generally like with a with a with a with a, uh, a payload map or a hybrid map, it's usually front to back. You know, Tracer's running at you, or she's coming from behind you. When a King of the Hill map, she could run circles around that thing and still be effective. You know, right. Yeah, with the trait with the King of the Hill map, you know, while people are clustered together, sometimes you can, you know, you can separate it, you can separate it a little bit, and, and she, it's so many places for her to run in and out of, and then come back into the point and do uh, some decent damage. So she has an advantage there. Winston could just jump right into the middle of a group or into the point and put down his uh, his shield. And he can either a try to you know use use his either way he's going to use his shield so he's not hit, but he's hitting you. So either you're going to chase him through his shield, which means he's just going to back up through it, and you're still you know he's doing a decent amount of damage to you while you're trying to catch him, or you're going to run away from him and he's just going to chase you out of the point. He has big advantages on those maps. So you that that's why I guess they usually would pick like a tracer or a Winston. Uh, and I think May was third on on that uh, out of those picks because especially in King of the Hill, yeah. she really has advantages. I I actually started using May more once they buffed her, and she's a monster on King of the Hill. Not only because you know she can stop, you know she can slow people down, make it easier to kill them. She can freeze shit. She can freeze almost any point entirely on her own. But on top of that, when she's by herself, she can ice block herself, which that's five seconds on the point. Mm-hmm. That's half a spawn. So she can ice block herself. And then right after she ice blocks herself, she can wall herself into a corner. And there's nothing you can do about it except sit there. Yeah. I mean, you unless you're Farah or someone who has mobility. But sometimes Farah doesn't have, like, you know, you don't have um, a roof to get up, up, up onto the ice wall. You know? Well, why don't you just stand on top of the ice wall? That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes there's not enough room between the ice wall and the roof. Oh. Like, think about um, Nepal. Yeah, Nepal I, yeah, the village. I, I can see that. You know, that's that that's a bit of an issue there. So you know, May is a pain in the ass. <laughs> a huge pain in the ass, as always. Um, they Ollie. did say the. Oh, well, go ahead. What were we gonna say? I feel like one of your like ten commandments should be like <laughs> "May is a bitch" and discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I'm sorry. I still think May's primary fire should have a shortened length. We're, I think so. We're still. I on think this. it should have a shortened length. Okay. Huh? We're still on that. We're still on that. I think. I think that's just have a shortened length. I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it right now because we can be. We can talk about that all We've, fucking day. We have talked about it. If anyone wants to listen, it's in a previous episode. My guys, that horse is dead at this point. Like twenty episodes. The horse is ago. not dead as long as May can fucking has a ridiculous reach with her weapon. Thank you very much. But anyway, um, they also did. They did talk about DNF tears, and the author, and I, and I like that he put this in there. He was very adamant about making sure people realize that just because they're DNF here does not mean that they're useless. It just means they're not used at all often, so they're pretty, uh, you know, situational based on the meta. Like, some people played Hanzo on King's Row on offense, while others played Farah on Watchpoint Gibraltar and Dorado on offense because they felt she was the most useful at that point. 
but I guess my the problem that I really have with it is that <laughs> if you know if you know certain characters are going to be played because that's the meta. If you know five characters on the other team, what they're going to be, you can't counterpick any better, you know? And I think that that has a lot to do with the way they play it too. For example, right? Eichenwald. When Eichenwald first came out, I could have swore they were going to play at the choke point. You know, teams were going to play at that choke point during competition. When I watched the OW Open... I watched some matches where neither team played at the choke point. Both teams played at the uh, objective. They played at the objective. Yeah, I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you not play at the choke point where, if you have May, you can ice wall the the choke point in. You have Reinhardt standing there. At most, that will force that will force the other team to play more vertical characters, right? The attacking team. Because think about the team you have. Like, you have five characters who are not vertical. I mean, Reaper, you may consider him vertical because he can uh, teleport to the top of the first choke point. But you'd see that big red smoke plume, and you'd probably kill him before he got anywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't get why people don't play the waste time tactic more often. Like, I, I don't. I don't get it. I think it has to do with because in pro play, it seems that everybody is just trying to build up their alts so that they can use them all at the same time or use them in conjunction with each other and try to wipe the enemy team. So the attacking team is trying to do that, right? And the defending team is trying to save their alts so they can counter their, you know, alts with alts. So everybody's just building up alts and saving. Build, you know, build up alts, save it until somebody pops theirs, and then everybody uses their alts at the same time. And whoever, you know, whoever, uh, I guess, wins out of that alt battle, that's what happens. That's how it, uh, you know, they'll, they'll wipe a team, or they'll kill half the team, so now you only have three people to deal with, and six on three, as we know in this game, is uh, a joke. Yeah. Yep. So that's what it seems is happening, and that's just not how, you know, it plays normally. Normally, you have people, you know, just playing to waste time, or even just to knock people off the objective to get it to move forward on the on the opposite end of that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I generally go and play, especially with a group here. Right, and like I said, I, I, I didn't want to get too deep into it, because I don't think anybody here has played a fully, you know, organized game. Not often. And, yeah, and and that, well, and even in a fully organized game, like when when you play with six people, there's no guarantee that the other six pe- the other team is a going to be a six man when you play, or b that they're actually really organized. They could be a pug for all you know. You know. Yeah. So, but like you know, you would imagine that the the pro teams, they they, they come up with these compositions. Because they figure this is the best way to play. But part of coming up with the composition and the most effective way to play is predicting how your enemy is going to play, you know? So wouldn't it be advantageous to try to throw people off? I mean, I mean, think, I, I, I mean it's always like, advantageous to throw the enemy off, do something different. Um, but they're, they're, But you have to be able to execute that properly. And I'm sure most people would rather just spend their time Right. executing the strategies that they know will work versus the strategies that they have probably haven't. It's the high risk. It's the high risk, high risk, high risk, high risk, high reward that, you know, people don't want to go and take us where they'd rather take, you know, safe and sound. Safe bet. 
Right. Especially well, I mean, when there's money on the line. Because even like if you see them playing, like you'll even notice that they play certain characters different. Like, um, you know, when I when somebody picks Reaper on my team, I expect them, like you know, in competitive mode, to try to get behind the enemies or use them as a flanker somewhat. When I was watching a lot of the OW Open, the Reapers were like thigh to thigh with the tank, basically. And the Reaper, like as the as the Reinhardt would move forward or the Zarya would move forward, the Reaper was providing some DPS to get the other Reinhardt to back up. But you know, why would you why would the enemy team or the defending team at that point not pick a Pharah? To you know, something that almost nobody in that composition, with the exception of Anna, can actually hit. You know? I don't know. It's 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 kind of it's kind of confusing to me, um, to to a degree, you know when it, when everybody plays that same exact way. A bit boring. Well, it, I mean, it does get a bit boring. Yeah. yeah, it starts acting like a MOBA, pretty much. And that that's kind of how I feel that it, it Pro Overwatch gets played for the most part. I'd love to see some teams get in there and shake it up. Which we might see once we, I think we see more teams from other shooters yes. start playing pro Overwatch. Yes, you know, I think I think that's what we're we're looking at here. I I completely agree. Like I think it, it's also keep in mind we're in like what second season of competitive mode. Yeah, or I mean, and this is like the first big tournament, right? This is the first big tournament, but like they've been playing competitive Overwatch since at least. January? I mean, maybe before that, when, with the with the teams that were in beta. Well, yeah, but the game hasn't the game isn't even like a year old yet officially, right? At least tournament wise. So I I imagine most people are still are still like not breaking the mold and just sticking with what they know until like a team comes up and says, "F this, break it," and then oh, and then it's time to actually start adapting the strategies where it's just like do the same strategy over and over and over right yeah and it was very rare when i was watching it that i would see somebody on defense try to flank the offense and get behind them and take out their supports it it was it was pretty rare that i would actually that i would see that or you know what it also could be that the the way the cameras were working the, the cameramen just weren't catching it I, I'm really curious to see, like, for those who are really deep into competitive Overwatch, if you if you have any comments or thoughts on what we're saying here, please like write in and let me let me know. Because it's not like I dislike or hate competitive Overwatch. I just you know it just seems pretty stale from when I was watching OW Open and some other tournaments that I watched. You know, mm-hmm. but then what happens? And the important thing is, and the, re- the thing, the reason we're bringing it up on this show is that people take what they see in the pros and then try to apply it to what's happening here to what's happening in uh, not here but in in the non pro competitive mode and i'm sorry it just doesn't work that way oh i mean yeah uh, eventually people are going to realize people can't play like pros and that's you can only play like that when you're on that level right but the thing about these overwatch characters they're not even difficult to master, most of them don't even require that you have great accuracy. Reaper doesn't require that you have great accuracy. 
I mean, that's true. I mean, if you look at my top heroes that I play, I don't, I don't play anyone who requires accuracy. <laughs> right. It's more about how you use the characters and you know use yeah. their abilities. There's actually like something I might want. We might want to discuss in the future of like, uh, battle manipulation skill, or I guess like tech skill versus like, uh, what is it called, like marksmanship skill i don't know something like that. Well, accuracy or well because it, it, this there's different types of skill for for shooters right than there are for for like mobas and this game kind of compare kind of combines the two which is why it's new like in a moba you have to know when to use your abilities right which is important in this game but you also in this game you also need some of that shooter skill so that you are accurate you know, and the, the some of the skill that tells you when you should engage, when you should should disengage. You know, right? When you should chase after somebody and when you shouldn't. Right, and that might be a topic for another day or something. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely uh, you know talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I would not be surprised if over the last few weeks you probably saw a lot of Zarya's. Uh, you probably saw you're probably seeing more Winston's and Tracers. Um, Definitely seeing more Winston's and Tracers. Yeah, Definitely seeing I, more of those. I'm seeing. I'm. St- I'm actually seeing more Widowmaker, but I think it's only because they made some changes to her. But now, if I go to play Mercy, people will get up in arms about it. You know, they definitely want a Lucio. Like if if people start freaking out, if they don't see a Lucio. Yeah. You know, they don't see a Lucio. He's like a must-have. They start freaking out. Um. Yeah, personally, I won't pair an Anna and a Zenyatta. I think that's a bad pairing. That is a high right feeling. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I'd actually, I'd use a Mercy and a Zenyatta. Oh, absolutely. I think that. Yeah, that's more I'd than use Mercy enough. Anna, but like, or Mercy Anna, Mercy Zenyatta, Zenyatta Lucio, uh, Mercy Lucio. I'd do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I would totally uh, make that happen. But the only two I wouldn't pair together were Zenyatta. And Anna, because you're right, it's not enough direct healing. Uh, but uh, you know, I was really surprised to see Diva in that list because, dude, <laughs> you, when you're playing a payload map, right, or or a hybrid map where uh, where a payload's getting pushed, you need to stop. Yeah, you know, as a tank, you need to stop the payload. There's no more effective way to stop a payload dead in its tracks than to sit in front of it and absorb everybody's damage from it. You know, because they literally can't do anything. I think Diva will be used more if they if people actually use Junkrat, which I don't know why the defense isn't using Junkrat to I... completely obliterate Reinhardt's shield. Because oh, Reinh- like the team oh, can't move oh. forward if Reinhardt's not helping. But go I ahead, com- what were you gonna I say? completely agree. I don't know why I don't see more Junkrat like being played. Period. Because he just he just denies so much space. It's because like... people Junkrat shame. Well, no, it's not just that, that but like that, I, I guess, but like it just seems weird to me. Like, why would you like sleep on a character that has the ability to just deny space mm-hmm. so hard? Like, I I just don't get that. Because a lot of people still view the still view, they still don't look at this game objective based. They view it as if you're getting kills, you're good. If you're not getting kills, you're not. They're not looking at the fact that this junk rat has grenades and traps and bombs all over the place. It's actually hampering the enemy from moving forward and wasting time. That's a good thing. 
because you don't get SR based off of that. You know, with Junkrat, you got to be doing damage. <laughs> That's the thing. But you can't, like, just denying space isn't considered a good thing, even though it is. It actually is. Just denying the space is a problem. Like, you know, if you have a Junkrat, just sp- even if the Junkrat is spamming grenades into a tight space, you have you can have five people on that team, but if you don't have, you know, in that hallway ready to go, but if you don't have a Junkrat or a Diva there, not Junkrat, sorry, but a Reinhardt or a Diva there to help absorb that damage, you're not moving forward. You know? You're not moving forward. It's that same strategy I use on Temple of uh, Anubis where we completely shut down the right side of that map. If you're on the defender perspective, yep. like Bond, uh, yes. Mikey, I'm not sure if you've played it with me, but Bond, you have. Oh, yeah, just need a Symmetra and a Junkrat, and that's it. Yeah, Nothing's we completely deny that area. Completely deny that area um, to the point where it's much it's much safer for the enemy team to go through the, the initial choke point and try to push through, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you got to mix it up a bit, but this is the problem I think we're going to run into with the competitive with competitive mode is that some people are going to want to play the meta. Some people are going to want to play more like we we're talking here. Where, you know, you're not necessarily chasing kills. Depending on the character that I'm playing, I'm not necessarily chasing kills. Right. You know? I'm chasing kills, be honest with you, I'm chasing kills more Zenyatta than as a junk rat. With a junk rat, I'm just kind I'm just trying to do some damage. Oh, I'm, I'm trying not... to do damage. I'm trying to make it hard for people to move around. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to take down Reinhardt shields and shit like that, you know? Being a yeah. general pain in the ass and enemy yeah. you know, public you... enemy number one. When you yeah. play Junkrat, your your goal should be to annoy the fuck out of every person on the enemy team. Because that, that alone, just putting people <laughs> on tilt can like just mess their whole idea up. Because then they're focused on you and not the actual objective. Right. And yep. that's if, uh, great. If anybody then, is really good at doing that, that'd be this guy right here. Yep. Oh, and, man. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, and best part is no one can teabag you or they'll die. You know, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's 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 really funny too. I know I've done my job when somebody goes and you know calls me out for being a junk rat and telling me that I'm a failure at life for being junk rat. So hey, <laughs> yeah. I mean, every character in Overwatch is there for a reason. They have their uses, and sometimes people use people in bad situations. Like people will hop on a Bastion when they have zero support. <laughs> you know, for for yeah. jumping on Bastion, okay, that's a bad idea. But just because your Junkrat isn't necessarily getting a bunch of kills, you know, their damage output is is probably still helping the team. You know, there's no, only I, a few I characters I kind of cringe when I see people pick them. One hey. is Torbjorn. Okay. <laughs> yep. One, I will say uh, Torbjorn because Torbjorn's in a bad spot right now. He is. He is in a bad spot. I, I'm sorry. He's almost. He's as a Reaper with no shield. Just my bare health. I can run up to a level two turret and outshoot it. Like it's shooting directly at me, me shooting directly at it, and kill it before I die. That's pretty bad. Yeah, you know that's so. So Torbjorn, Torbjorn pretty much has to babysit his turret, and that kind of defeats the purpose of Torbjorn. Yeah, so Torbjorn, he's in a bad spot. Widowmaker isn't in a bad spot, but man, you have to have a high skill level with Widow. To, to play her. You know, the ones that I see that do play her, though, are pretty damn good. Yeah, so, um, but the thing is, like, that's, that's the thing. When you see somebody switch to Widowmaker, you're like, oh, boy. I'm gonna try to be positive here. 
<laughs> you know, like, uh, oh, and you know, and the thing I, I will admit, well, a lot of people who play Widowmaker would be like, look, if it's not working, I'll switch. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll deal with that. You know. So, uh, but yeah, that the, the the worry that I'm having, like getting back to that, is that a lot of people there's, there's you're gonna have like a, a lot of people who will only want to play the meta, and a lot of people who don't, and those people play together. That's that's a losing combination, right there. And I think the onus on that when that happens. The onus of that is on the people who are who are trying to force the meta down your throat. Yeah, I, and I honestly don't 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 fall to peer pressure. Play what you want to play that makes sense in the comp. Don't just play what pros play just because you saw someone four twenty no scope blaze it over wherever yeah. you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's two there's two parts of that. First of all. First of all, people who are trying to force the meta in competitive mode are actually hurting competitive mode. Because one, there's a good unless everybody's on board with it mm-hmm. and knows how to play it, it's not going to work. Yeah. So you're gonna get mad because you know this meta didn't work. You know that it works, but in reality, it only works with a pro team because their entire team is on board. They've practiced it. Welcome to MOBAs, my friend. That's pretty much how <laughs> it's been in League of Legends and Dota. They watch what happens at international. They watch what happens in the League Pro League, and they try to freaking copy it. And then they get mad because it didn't work, and then they blame their teammates for apparently not playing them the comp right. Yeah, the meta only works. First of all. If your entire team is playing it. Now, this meta specifically, the 5 plus 1, maybe you can get away with it if if you go with a 5-man and you let that plus 1 do whatever they want as long as it's a smart decision. But even that doesn't mean that it's going to work out for you, mainly because you can't just stick somebody in a role. You can't hop into a competitive game, hop on the microphone, and be like, we need this, 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 and this. You pick your favorite character that you're great at, and now the rest of the team has to pick theirs, because everybody who's going to pick theirs first, but what if you have two people who are great at Reinhardt, now one of them has to switch to Zarya, and the other person doesn't know how to play Zarya that well. It's it's not going to work out. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. I mean, but... I'm telling you, you're fighting a mindset that's been in place since the MOBA community came out, and you want to bet that like MOBA players are playing this. So you, there is going to be a little bit of bleed over, but we we kind of just have to fight it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we're not gonna just gonna lay over and take this. Yeah, shooter <laughs> shooter people stand up and fucking kill it. You gotta fight this. You gotta come up with new strategies. Like you just can't. Like you know, there's nothing more boring than watching a. Uh, you know, a, a tournament or something like that, and everybody's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You watch Team A assault the objective, then you watch Team B assault the objective, and it's the same thing. But you know, it I, I, you, you got to mix it up. Yep. In competitive mode here, because you you're you're not a team. In, this is what I'm getting back to competitive mode. You got to mix it up mainly because. Uh, one, not everybody's on the same skill level. So you have to adapt for that. Two, you are not a team. You don't know it. Most of the time, you don't know each other that well unless you're going with a six-man that you play with a lot. I mean, I've gone in with six-mans off of the LFG, but we're still not a team team. The biggest advantage we have is that we know that we're communicating with each other. We might have a couple of games with each other back-to-back, but we haven't spent weeks, months together 
you know, playing this together, you know, and and going over our mistakes. We haven't done that. You, like, you don't have that comfort level. So, you, it, like, playing competitive mode outside of the pros is really all about adapting. You have to be able to adapt. Yes, you want to play your favorite character, but you have to allow other people to play characters they are uh, familiar, the most familiar with, you know, because they're gonna they're gonna do the best of those characters. But then everybody also has to compromise. Like, okay, well, this okay, so you know, you and another guy want to play uh, Diva, right? Uh, so you know, you only want to you you, you can only pick one Diva. You're 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 the better diva, right? Let's say you're the better diva in reality, because yep. nobody's gonna admit that they're not the better diva. So you're the better diva in reality, <laughs> but at the same time, now you have to have you have to have somebody play a healer, right? Mm-hmm. He would make a worse healer than you would if you were the healer, but, but he, he could he, he's still effective as diva, just not as as effective as you, right? You know. I get what you're saying. So you have to throw your you have to throw yourself on the blade and take the healer aspect mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to be stuck with a shit healer and a amazing like it's like have a shit healer and amazing diva or have a solid diva and a really good healer, right? Is yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like have a solid diva and a solid healer versus having a great diva and a shit healer. Mm-hmm. Right, but but Jaw, I need my play of the games, yo. I don't give a just, fuck about just press Q. Again. You'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> Wait, how am I? How am I supposed to get POTGs and put them on YouTube and be like, "Look, I should be pro." <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I do it all the time. Like, I usually hop and uh, especially the last few weeks, I've been playing healer so frequently. Do you don't? Do you know how many times I've been playing tank? Like, you know how much tank games I've been playing lately? Yeah. Because no one wants to take tank. Like, right. It's, yeah. It's it's getting it's. It's I I don't get to play support anymore because everyone's like no one wants to be the meat bag that takes the shots. Right. Yeah. Now it's a, I would say it's probably easiest to switch up the your composition on those King of the Hell maps because everybody's in the base in the beginning. But like when you're on a payload map, it's so hard to get people to switch. Like you know we get out onto the field and there's a Farah, and it's like okay we need hit scan we need McCree or we need Soldier seventy six and everybody stays quiet. Yep, you know that, that. I'm like, okay, fine. Look, I can play McCree or Soldier seventy six, but somebody's got to play healer. Who's gonna do that? Everybody stays quiet. You yep. can't do that. You got to start talking. Like somebody, something's got to give. Either somebody has to play that hit scan in this case, or somebody's got to play the healer so I can take hit scan, and that can completely change the game. I have come back from you know zero and two on a King of the Hill map to win three two because. We don't change the composition. We change who's playing the characters. Yeah, and this is why you take three people into competitive with you, because you have half the team, and if half the team is talking, you're more likely to get the other half Mm -hmm. talking as well. Hopefully. Well, that's that's (laughs) from my experience in competitive. I drag three people with... I drag two others with me, and, like, we can typically... Us three swapping out what we need, like, then between us three, we can normally get what we need, even if the other three are not doing whatever you know what i mean right no i know what you mean yeah. that's that's so, why i mean three is my sweet spot for competitive i actually i do agree with the three-man meta mm-hmm. <laughs> oh we, I, well, I, we started I, meta yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with the three-man if i don't go three-man i go six well yeah three or six 
Because then you got five, and then you have that one player that you're just like, are they gonna are they gonna do anything? Yeah, they're gonna, <laughs> they gonna. Yeah, yeah, and then they rage yeah. quit because they're like not part of the five team, and they feel like they are doing fine, but the rest of the people are doing. Sh- Anyways, I, yeah. I I can go on and on and on. Remember, it's only one person's fault that anything is breaking or going wrong. It's not everybody else's fault. It's definitely not yours. Yeah, everybody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Not yours. Actually, I had a, I had an experience. I was playing on PS4 like last week, like late last week, and uh, oh, late in the night. And this guy, before we got started, he was like, "Oh, I'm great at Diva. I get I get gold kills as Diva. Diva, 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 blah, blah, blah." Right. So at first we're winning, like we won our first three games and we're doing all right. Then we start coming across these teams that have a junk rat. I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's pro diva. He's going to take care of it. No, no, he didn't even know how, like I'm trying to explain to him. I'm like, dude, you need to take care of the junk rat. Like, I didn't explain it at first. Cause I just thought he knew how to do it. I was like, diva, like, why aren't you taking care of the junk rat? That junk rat's still there. Junk rat's throwing grenades. Kicking the shit out of us. The junk rat is what's killing us right now. Because when we get into scuffles with the other team, even though we're doing decent damage on them, the junk rat is the junk rat damage is just hurting us too much. And then eventually, I'm like, dude, like you have you have to go to the junk rat and kill him before you know and move him out of place or kill him or do something. Yeah, he's still not doing it. And then when he does do it, he he fails at it, and I'm like, and wait people, a minute, yeah, yeah. I don't Are you using that. defense matrix? And he's like, no. Uh, oh my god. And I was like, oh dude, that's what you're doing wrong. You got to use defense matrix when you fly up to him. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't know. And I I end up having to take diva and then shut the junk rat down. Like people really need to learn how to like tap defense matrix too. Like they've got to learn that timing. Like I, yeah. I hate when I see people use an entire fuel gauge, and like, like only like a couple of things flew out. And I'm like, dude, right. just just tap it. Like you don't have to like, just it's fine. Tell you don't me, have to drain people, the whole thing. Tell me, you some told people that. are expecting them to to kill to start shooting again because there is a pause from the time you can it go it goes away and you can bring it back. But go ahead, Bond. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, tell me with that with that guy who was playing Diva there. Uh... He didn't. He didn't go and like shit on you or anything for having to take over that, did he? No, he didn't. Um, at first, because we actually ended up losing two games, and at the end of each game that we lost, everybody admitted that they should have did what I told them to do. And I'm not saying <laughs> this in a gloating way. Like I'm not gloating about it because we still lost. Yep. But they were like, "Yeah, you were right. It was a good idea." Like we had this one, this this one uh, game where this tracer was kicking the shit out of us, and it was on King's Row. And on console, uh, McCree's not even a good alternative for tracer because of, uh, just, I'm sorry, just the the controls are slower than PC. It's harder to do a flashbang kill on a tracer, flashbang and then, you know, uh, what you call it shot on on a tracer on console. Yeah, not even a a flashbang and a headshot, but, you know, a fan hammer on tracer. Um, on console than it is on PC. It's harder to do. So no, you is. have, uh, yeah, you have two main options. Uh, like we, you could do a Winston, or you can actually do a Farrah if you're good enough because you can. Because Tracer only moves five meters. Right? Yeah, you can kind of predict it too. Like if you count their, you can start if you count their dashes. 
Yeah. Like, most tracers will dash two times and wait to get there and only use their third dash in emergency. Or at least a yeah. good tracer will. Bad tracers, they'll blow their dashes and then you just have, oh, okay, cool, you're dead yeah, now. Yeah, just kick the shit out of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just count their dashes and just realize, like, play... I actually recommend people go and play Tracer a couple rounds just to, to get a count for how long it takes to get a dash up because you can right. kind of you can kind of bait that out. Yeah. So in this case, I suggested that they use a Farah. They sit on top. Now we're we're at the final checkpoint, right? So I, I suggest they sit up top where you know the Tracer can't get them, and they just shoot rockets at the Tracer. If anything, it's going to deter the Tracer from fucking with the black line. Mm-hmm. And they, you know they wouldn't do it. And at the end of the game, when we lost, they're like, "Yeah, we should have did that." I'm like, "Yeah, we should have." Well, let's say, <laughs> like, you know, that's why I said it. Cool about it. <laughs> that's always yeah. what I hear. It's like after you tell them, like after like the game's over, and I'm like, they always say like, "Oh yeah, I guess we should have done that." It's like, so why the fuck didn't we do it? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I did. I I was mean to one person on PS4. Not that same night. But there was a bastion, right? We were playing, uh, oh, what's, uh, Dorado, not Dorado, uh, Route 66. And I was a Reinhardt. And there was a bastion. And I'm, I'm sitting on top of the gas station at the, at the, you know, the first checkpoint. And I'm like, yo, bastion, come up here. Let's take the high ground. We'll Reinhardt bastion up here. And he would not come upstairs, right? We actually end up losing that game by 20 seconds. And after the game was up, I was like, hmm, man, this loss really sucks because there's no possible way we could have wasted 20 seconds. I can't think of a single way (laughs) that we could have wasted 20 seconds of the enemy team's time. I mean, it's impossible. How are we supposed to win these things? (laughs) And I just kept doing that over and over again. The guys who I was with, they were laughing. That guy left. (laughs) 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 they laughed the guy was pissed he laughed we had a good time yeah exactly but i'm just like dude stubbornness like that that's gotta go and speaking of stubbornness that takes me to the next point about maining characters and we talked about this before and we're pretty against it. And now I'm not against you having a character that you like to play and you're really good at, you know? Yeah, that's, that's perfectly that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, that's totally cool. Everyone should have like what there's probably like everyone has even like everyone in this room probably has one character that they're like, I'm super good at that character and I love everything about that character and I will play that character anytime you want me to. That used to be Zarya for me, but that's been changing recently. Like I'm actually losing my skill a little bit with her. I I still I can still jump on Symmetra any any day, and I'm fine with it. Anyone Zenyata. wants to bitch about having to play Symmetra, I'll jump on her. Oh yeah, Zenyata, yeah. Like I, uh, right now, Diva's Diva's my go-to for right now. Ever since I changed her crosshair, she has so much utility. But the the thing is that I was trying that I was trying to get into is that. You need to be good at more than one character. And I'm not yes. just talking about two or three characters. I would say you probably need to have some proficiency. Six or eight. With half the roster. Ha- proficiency with half the roster. Being proficient at a character isn't necessarily being a superstar with them or constantly getting kills with them. It is using them efficiently. So okay. like that's like knowing how and where to place symmetric turrets where to place uh, her teleporter. That is knowing when you play Tracer, 
who you should be going after. If you are behind the enemy team and you see a Zenyatta, you see a Mercy, and you see a Roadhog, if you shoot that Roadhog, you are doing it wrong. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I have seen that happen. So basically, you need to be good or at least proficient in 11 characters. You need to be proficient in 11 characters. I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't think that's that difficult. I would say you need to be proficient in. At least one. How do I say this? No, not one. Not one. You need to be proficient in two of every category. Right. Like, at least two. Because if you're only good at one, you're going to get countered in it. So, what you need to do is learn two from each category, and preferably two that are completely different types. So, like, you've got your. I don't know how to put this. You got your, like, move. You got your. I would put, like, Reinhardt and Diva almost a little bit in the same because they're going to sit there and, like, absorb damage. And then you have your Zarya Winstons that are going to be your get in a fight. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you need to, like, maybe be good with Reinhardt, Zarya, or, you know, Winston, Diva, but not necessarily, you know, two that play very similarly. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think that's most useful if you're going to concentrate, but you have to be able to move around. You know, you have to be able to switch into a uh, a different role. Yeah, like, no, you be, yeah. You'd be playing a tank, right? And let's say, let's say you're in defense and you're playing a tank. Mm-hmm. And the front line isn't giving you that much of trouble, but you realize that your back line is getting the shit kicked out of them because there's a Genji and a Tracer getting behind you. Yeah, you need maybe to... you should switch to a Winston and yep. know actually how to use Winston because a lot of people will hop on Winston and think all they have to do is pull the trigger and that's it. That's how you get a Winston that dies a lot. Yep, that is definitely how you get. I am not. Prof- I'll admit Winston is probably the least proficient tank I have and under my belt, and I, I it, you can't play Winston that way. Even I realize that as. I'll admit I'm not proficient at Winston, so um, my big issue. Is, well, like you can, there are other characters I think that can deal with Genji and Tracer fine. That I think Zarya can handle them pretty all right. Well, I think it might be worth noting that we should at some point, you know, talk about the counters again for what you should be picking for some of these or what characters you should really be going through because I see a lot of people right. that just simply aren't doing that. The other problem I think is like. When if let's let's say like Jaw really hates May right like yeah, he just despises like J- <laughs> fucking hates May probably should learn a counter for May just so that way when he ever goes up against May he has an answer for it you know what I mean oh, I'm sure he has an so, answer for it uh, oh yeah I oh know. I, I do mean, <laughs> see but that's because you're so mad at her. like if like Tracer for instance I literally learned McCree to fucking deal with that bitch because I am. So sick of her. So mad at her. I learned how to play McCree for that reason. Well, because of Tracer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. (laughs) Like, if there's a character giving you an issue, figure out the counter and play it. Mm Mm-hmm. Get proficient at it. That's why I love Symmetra. I had to go Symmetra just to get around going against some other characters like fucking Genji. 
Yeah, you can still lose that fight though if you're not careful. You can, like if, oh, if the Genji's course. good enough. Of course, yeah. but most of the time I don't run into good Genjis, so <laughs> So you're hoping that you're gonna continue to run into bad Genjis? Hey, easier you for may. me. That's not a very good plan. No, may it's is, it's May's it's, become my Genji answer. Mayor Zarya has become my Genji answer. A lot of people don't really deal well with you getting up in their face like I've tend to found, especially from playing shooters in general. I like to go in for the melee kills, so that kinda makes it to where I'm more prone to get up in somebody's shit and, you know, like, easily flank around them and just get behind them a whole bunch. Yeah. So, I mean, again, though, that comes with, like you are saying, you got to have the intuition, I guess, of what you should be going and doing. You have to really understand, like, you know, who does what and how to counter. And I don't think a lot of people yeah. have really... I don't think that many people have gained that skill, at least on a large basis yet. Yeah, I think it's important to know who who counters what and learn those skills, but then you also have to know what you're good at. For example... um. On PC, at least, McCree is a good counter for actually both Genji and Soldier 76. And so Genji and the Soldier 76, but Genji and uh, uh, Tracer. Tracer, right? Yeah. And, and, and I can counter them with him, but I'm actually, I find it more effective for me to use Soldier 76 against those characters. I can kill a Tracer and a Genji See, with a Soldier 76 and, pretty yep. easily. And I think that goes to your. Uh, I think. And that goes to the style of player you are. Yep. You're a better marksman. Like, you have more... Um, you are way better, I feel, at, like, landing your shots and getting the shots that matter. Um, I'm not saying you're bad at battle manipulation at all, either, but, like, I can tell where, you're, where your high skill comes in is when you're playing a character that has precise accuracy and gets super rewarded for that. Right, yeah. Where, where, like, I my play style is more on using my abilities and my battle manipulation to tilt it into my favor because my accuracy isn't that great. Right. So I have to rely on that more, and that's why I go with McCree because I can just put them in their place and then fan the hammer and dead. Mm-hmm. That's what's so yeah. great about some of the characters like Anna and Zenyatta. They really cater to players who are like me, where I I I have the ability like Jaw there to be very precise and upfront in somebody's face. But it's really awesome to be able to go and put out the he the heels and really like you know command which way the battle goes. Right. And right. but this goes back to like you've got to find those eleven characters or eight characters or you know whatever how like those two characters in every slot in my opinion yep. maybe the eleven characters that allows you to do that and play to your strengths don't yes. pick don't pick something just because it's hot, like it's hot right now, yeah. yeah just because it's hotter the pros are doing it you might not be able to achieve what the pros can because your brain or your skill level just your skill ceiling just doesn't falter in that territory you know what i mean yep yeah that's the thing like we're all good at different things and the, the one thing you will constantly hear in the show over and over and over again until the show ends is that the meta is not gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, the meta right. is not gospel. Put it on your Here. Ten Commandments, y'all. Yeah, the it. meta is not gospel. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it is not gospel. Tier lists are almost useless in Overwatch because there's too much there's too much variance in the players. It's you can't do it like a mobile because in a mobile you like you have four buttons, four buttons to press, you know, to to do attacks. Like you don't have to aim 
or anything like that. I, in most yeah. cases. In most cases. In some cases you do. Okay. In most okay. cases you don't. I was like, don't don't say you don't have to aim completely. Well, I'll put it to you like this. The cognitive skill that you use in a MOBA or even an RTS versus a shooter that combines MOBA elements. No, there's no... Uh, there's no comparison. You're there's correct. There's no comparison. I'm just saying, yeah. don't say there's not aiming because the skill shots are still a thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I'm actually not even saying that if you're not good at something, that you should forget it and do what you're good at. No, I'm no, not no. saying that either. No. You should definitely, I think you should definitely endeavor to get better at things that you're not necessarily uh, good at. So, like, right now, if you're not good, if you're not the greatest at aiming, sure, you should try to get better at aiming, but you should not force the issue in a situation like competitive mode where you're trying to win. Right, you should. That's what quick play is for. And that is what quick play is for. And hopefully, one day, an unranked, ranked, unranked competitive blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> Please, for the love yeah. of God, that is holy. I will keep bitching <laughs> about that every episode until I get it. I'm not even joking. Yeah, I, I, um, I definitely because even me, like I, when I want to learn a new character, not learn a new character, but at least get better with character. I, I go play quickly. Like, I, I think I told everybody about that night that I played McCree only, and I had to apologize to anybody that I played with because I was t- I was terrible at McCree. But now I'm not terrible at McCree. I know how to play McCree well. The same thing with Diva is learning how to play her well. And you know, even when you go from quickly and back into competitive, you're still going to learn a lot because you know, quick play I, is quick play. I think I'm going <laughs> to I think I'm going to have to do that with Winston soon. It's just doing all Winston day so I can figure him out because I had to do that with Reinhardt. Like, it right. took me a while to learn Reinhardt to do everything effectively with Reinhardt. So I'm not just, like, charging in like an idiot. I mean, there's some classes yeah. where I do that where I still don't even like to play them, but I can do enough to get the team by. I don't like playing Winston, but I'm starting to realize I need to learn how to do it a little bit more effectively. I don't like Reinhardt. I can't stand playing Reinhardt. Man, I did something awesome last night with Reinhardt, and it made my day. <laughs> I... I saved my team's ass so hard last night with Reinhardt, and it just made yeah. me so happy. Well, good. That's what you're supposed to do with Reinhardt. Well, yeah, I like I brought the hammer down while a Bastion was ulting, and his whole team was coming out, and like I just killed that Bastion instantly, and then started swinging my hammer and killing everybody else that was that was just getting up. It's yeah. great, great. Fun. Actually, one, one I can tell you one topic we're gonna talk about next week, unless they like release Sombra. But for right now, one time <laughs> it is uh, appropriate usage of of Reinhardt when you should drop your shield, when you shouldn't drop your shield. So, oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> definitely gonna talk about that next week. So, yeah, but I guess the 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 moral of this story is maining characters is okay, but you got to be able to switch. You got to be able to switch. Like, remember, this is not a pro Overwatch podcast. So when we're talking, we're talking about playing competitive mode. With most of us, we're probably talking uh, skill level any anywhere from um, uh, diamond and below. Yeah, you know, okay. I would say diamond, more realistically, diamond and below. So, you know that you got you have to, you just have to be flexible. You know, I I, I don't know how many people are solo playing grandmaster. But I'm thinking most of the people who are in Grandmaster Master or Grandmaster are actually playing with people they know on a regular basis. But for the, for the rest of us, going in with three mans, the three man meta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one meta that will be approved. <laughs> yeah. By the three church man of God, specifically. 
Yeah, like you, you gotta adaptation is your best friend. That is what is going to allow you to win. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, you'll notice you'll win more often when you're playing people who are are adapting and who and read adaptation as teamwork because that's what it takes. People are willing to make sacrifices and communicate. So, uh, but let's move on to our last uh, topic here. It's really not a topic. We're going to do some audience feedback since we missed it last week. And I know this podcast has been a bit long, longer than we expected. But um, we are going to uh, we we don't want to miss audience feedback two weeks in a row. So uh, the first thing is kind of we had a reply from Jared, who is actually he goes by uh, the Syrinx. Twenty-one twelve is that? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes, I, I think so. Say yes, until Searing, told yes. otherwise. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, I, I re- we are really sorry if we are not pronouncing that correctly. The Searing twenty-one uh, twelve. So let us know for sure if we're pronouncing that incorrectly, and I will be sure to make the next uh, to, to to say so on the next uh, podcast. So he replied uh, back to when we were talking. Well, actually, he emailed in about. Zenyatta's alternate fire not being useful a few weeks ago. And then we talked about it, me and Mike, because I think Bond was gone that week. And, you know, he replied back, you know. And he has a uh, an alternative, you know, to uh, the teleporting. I think, well, actually, I think I came up with the teleporting. But, the, you know, he he has another alternative, which is that, you know, Zenyatta, like, you know, when you do his alternate fire, right, his uh, his orbs will expand out of his body, and he will teleport five meters to one of those orbs to kind of escape immediate danger. So, what do you think about that, Mikey? Do I, you understand what I'm saying? I I don't know, man. I don't know. Like that's it's only five meters, man. It's five meters. Five meters, like I. <laughs> I don't know why he has to have mobility. Like, I don't get it. Like, why? Well, this is, like, to escape danger. That's, that's, that's the thing. Like, he, right now, he's a sitting duck. If, well, yeah, if... but that's his, that's his M.O. Like, who... Like, Anna doesn't have any mobility. But she has she, That's sleep. because she can root somebody. She yeah, can see yeah somebody and Zenyatta can kill somebody. It's not the same thing. Zenyatta <laughs> <laughs> pretty much discord orbs and well, says you're dead. <laughs> he's a monk. How about a AOE short range CC or something? Like say so you, uh, want, so you want him to be able to debuff someone. You want him to be able to heal someone. You want him to be able to take out half of Reinhardt's shield by himself with his clip. Yeah, and we tested you that today. To by the way. I want. You, I will. I will sack tools, all of the CC. Tools? I will sack all of the CC to have his Discord orb back at the full power. No, because then that over Trump's mercy's amp. Like we've talked about why, like that was overpowered, <laughs> and why, yeah, why that was why mercy away. was never getting picked. Mm-hmm. So that can't happen. All I all I'm saying is Zenyatta is fine the way he is now, and why does he need to have a change? Except the re- for the stupid tier list that's going on that shows him so low. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're, you're anti Zenyatta moving at all. That's that's kind of the issue with you right now. I don't. I, there's I, no reason to have mobility. I still see his point that I mean Zenyatta's secondary fire just isn't. Yeah, isn't it's all useless. that useful. I, I don't. I think it should amp his damage. 
I think damage should go up if you're charging the shot. Because right now, his, I, right now his damage is the same as it would be if you shot five orbs, right? I think his damage should go up if you're charging the shot. But here's the well, here's the here's the problem with that. While yes, he, uh, you know, like while he, the damage remains the same. I'm pretty sure each orb does like 48 damage. You know, that's 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 like that's somebody's life right there. Almost, that's almost somebody's full life. Yeah, like but that's not why you use the charge shot. Though. The charge shot is used to destroy turrets or to destroy barriers or to destroy etc. Whatever's in the fucking way, basically. Right. I think that's that true. that's the that's the prime use of the charge shot, and the charge right shot now, can't do that. Right now, properly. because because right now because of it, it remaining the same damage, if you increase the damage on the charge shot, you're gonna have people trying to spam that shit around corners all the time. And just seeing who they can hit. That's the problem you got to run into. It, it mean, will become a weapon yep. to kill other people. Yep. I mean, don't we deal with that anyway with Hanzo arrows being launched just because? And it I shouldn't mean, be that way. Exactly. Don't we, no, don't we deal Hanzo with should rat, not be shooting trees. grenades just flying wherever they want to and blowing us in the face. And that's a, da- that's a, that's a, a damage management problem that should be handled by D.Va. It's one thing to have one character doing it, but you know, uh, you know that Zenyatta is not built for so, that. Let's say the ch- so let's say charge shot only gets increased damage when you have charged five orbs. It's still going to result in a lot of spamming. Yeah, then you're going to miss out on your like solo shots. I don't know, but like you know, you'll have a lot of Zenyatta sitting in the background, like, you know... Then he's not uh, healing, and then he's not discording. And then exactly, you're right. on your damage. Right. So, I, that, that's the thing. Like, it's... I, I, the, 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 right now, you're, for the most part, like, I use it when you know, I need to do a decent amount of damage on a Bastion that I see across the way. Mm-hmm. Or when I need to kill, like, a Torbjorn turret. Poor Torbjorn. Poor Torbjorn. Completely yeah. useless. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like, I, you know, I, I take a little bit from what monks have on WoW, because I know that, you know, they're a little similar between the two here, and they share a lot of skill names and such. There's no reason he couldn't have, like, a, say, a short dash, or, like, a quick AoE stun, or, you know, we're not talking, like, seconds, we're talking, like, a second or two to help him get away. You know, more often than not, if somebody gets up in your face, you're pretty much Zinyata, done. You, you give Zenyatta a CC tool, and I'll show you really quickly how quick something's gonna die to Discord orb shot in the face. Oh yeah, if Zenyatta can keep something still, if they're fucking dead. You oh, can't yeah. give this guy CC. Like that's not a getaway tool. That's a you're fucked tool. So right, now, give so him a then, mobility then. Like I said, like a small dash or something or a quick roll. You want him to <laughs> roll while yeah, floating in the sky? Rolling. Yeah, that just played in my WoW, head. That looks hilarious. You know, you could give him like a little like a uh, teleport because monks on WoW have a little teleport. Then we're going to have to, I mean, if you give him mobility, you're going to have to take, like, lower or something. Okay, then. so right now on WoW, have lower monks his have a high skill cap. <laughs> like, monks have a very how... high skill cap on WoW. If you translate that to Zenyatta, because Zenyatta also has that high skill cap, I think. If you think I... it was Zenyatta, one of the things with a teleport is that you have to place the teleport. You don't, you don't just get to, like, you know, blink I... ahead somewhere. So I why not she... go and give that some sort of ability? You know, one right click will go and drop your spirit somewhere, and then you can transfer back to it. Didn't we mention, like, transporting to the health orb, whoever has it attached? Yeah, that was my idea. Yeah. What Dude. if, what if, right, 
he cre- uh, he has a high cooldown ability, right? Yep. That, he has three abilities now. Yes, he has three abilities, but he has a high cooldown ability that allows him to make a duplicate of himself. <laughs> a mirror image? A mirror right. image. Um, Monks, and again... You know, drunk is he moving? Is it a moving mirror image? Is it it's like a moving mirror, mirror image? Work? Yes, it's a moving mirror image. Okay. It moves the opposite direction of him. The opposite direction? Yeah, it does. Like, like um, like so. Uh, like, if I'm moving backwards, it's moving forwards. Yes. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to think. Like, um, that's defeating. That's really odd because then like, I'm gonna know. Like, how are you gonna know which one is, is it? Well, if know. you're hurt, you're probably going to be the one. Unless you're doing some tricky crap, you're going to move backwards. I don't like this idea. I think this sounds a little weird. Like that's that's too that's too much to keep track of in a shooter that's already like too, you don't have to keep track of it because it does it automatically. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, that, like it it will move just the opposite of where you are from your central location. Kind of like um, isn't it Morgan in uh in Marvel's Capcom that has a similar move? Oh, yeah, she, like, puts a mirror image on the other side of the opponent, and they basically, she copies the move, so if she walks toward the opponent, it walks toward the opponent, but that's in a 2D, that's in a 2D plane where there's only front, back, up and down, da- like, up and down. Uh-huh. Basically, it's just the the person, whoever the opponent is, would have to be keen on the movement. Like, is that Zenyatta walking into a wall right now? Must be the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I don't know. I don't a, like it. I think it's. That's. I don't think it goes. That's, that sounds like something like Sombra would have more than Zenyatta would. Well, we like wouldn't a know digital about that. clone of herself. Well, we wouldn't know about that because we're we're gonna I get know. Doomfist next instead, and it's gonna be You're right. BlizzCon. You're right. We're getting <laughs> Doomfist, not Sombra. Right. Well, somebody uh, else had an idea. Um, and actually, I'm sorry, I missed his comment when he put it. He put it on SoundCloud. We normally don't get sound, comments on SoundCloud, so I missed it. Sorry about that. But it's from Jadon PA. Uh, and he, I'll just read what he wrote. He says, I came to the same conclusion as I was listening to this. So glad you said it. Shotgun cannot be. Oh, no, I guess somebody, wait, did somebody suggest shotgun? Like, like I a, did. A short range? I, yeah. was gonna, I was going to give you all a shotgun. Yeah. So he says shotgun cannot be as powerful as orbs, as, uh, as Torbs, though. So I yeah. guess his Torb's primary weapon needs to be just enough to give Zen a chance, maybe fifteen percent chance he survives for low end play, forty percent chance at high end. Also, he could keep his long range alt fire as it is now. Short press equals shotgun, long press equals charge shot. This uh is to keep those that use his current alt fire happy as well. Yeah. I mean they would pretty much I think we are like if you had Discord Orb on you, maybe it would deal as much damage as Torbjorn's shotgun with the Discord Orb on top of you, but otherwise the shotgun has to be, like, low-accuracy, low-damage shotgun. Right, well, up close and personal. Yeah. And then on top of that, Genji can still use his fucking Reflect, but it will pretty much instantaneously kill Zenyatta if it got reflected back at him. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a lot of things, though. I mean, you know, if, if, if Genji even rec- you know reflects his main blast there... Even a couple of those can still hurt pretty damn bad. Well, that's yeah. why I mean, maybe it be... does not have a high rate of fire, so you should be able to stop that before you die. So maybe you at that point, that's the that, counter that's to it. You. Then that that would make it more balanced, right? And then we're not replacing an alt fire with a mobility tool or something crazy. 
Yeah. I, you know what I think yeah. we should do? I think we should take that mobility that we were going to do for Zenyatta and we should give it to May, right? I think no, May is out. fine. <laughs> May is fine where she's at. No one touch May. May you is don't bae. need to give May mobility because she slows everybody down. Yeah, like May's fine. She, she can walk faster anything. on ice because she's used to ice skating. Oh my god. <laughs> so I saw someone post I think I saw someone post that at the forums. I know you mentioned it like last episode or something, but I literally think I was trolling the forums the other day and saw like a post of that. And I'm like Oh somebody using May like her her ice her No, uh, they were saying that she should. When she sprays ice in front of her, she should have mobility up. It's like because he's like she's skating on ice. At first, I was kind of like, yeah, it's a good idea, but I'm like, wait a minute, she could just do that at any given time and catch up to somebody. Fuck that. Her <laughs> range is more than long and enough. She wouldn't have to go and take her uh, hand off the trigger too. She'd just sit there and just you know lean up. And that's it. Yeah, yep, that's it. No, yeah, no, yeah, bad no. idea. Bad. Bad idea. No. Very bad no. idea. May needs nothing. Leave her alone. It's <laughs> perfectly fine. Actually, there's some ideas I have for May next, but we'll talk about that next week. Oh God, we are not um, going into a May rant right now. Yeah. So we've talked about May enough this episode. Let's uh, do this last email, and then we're going to close up shop for the night. Uh, we did get an email from Fake Savior, and he wants to talk a little... Well, he, he wrote in about legendary drop rates, so he bought a 11 loot box, uh, 11, uh, yeah, loot box bundle. And he pulled three legendary skins, including the Mercy Witch. So congr- congratulations! I imagine that's one of the ones you're going for. Everybody's going for the Mercy Witch. Yeah, it's good looking. Yeah, and uh, so he's you know he actually said on a, on a side note he leveled up and got opened up a twelfth box and got a young Genji skin. Uh, so he wants to know if his loot box haul legendary drop rates were higher with these boxes than before. Did the math, looked at my old data slightly. The answer to that is it's slightly higher. Yeah. When I did the, when I did the 50 box opening, I didn't do it on how many legendaries I got per box or how, how often I got a legendary per box. I got out of all the items I got, how many were legendaries. And that number was 4.5% total. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually a little lower for the uh, for the um, summer games loot boxes. I think it was like around three uh, percent. Actually, sorry, it was three point five percent for summer loot boxes, but totally out of the fifty, it was four point five. With you, that's uh, you did eleven boxes, so that's forty four items. That's only about I think six percent. We, 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 you did like three. Oh shit! I can get a calculator right now, but yeah, it's like uh, you did. You you pulled three out of the uh, three legendary skins out of the forty-four items. So I'm pretty sure that's like six percent. Mm. Yeah, that's that's six percent. So yeah, that's that. It's a little higher, but then again, it's only eleven boxes. Yeah, that's. Your your data range is your your data sample size is a little low. Yeah, that that's the thing. So uh I will be doing another fifty box opening uh toward the end of this event, probably on the thirty first itself. And we'll see if our data matches up with yours. But for now it's slightly higher, not that much. But congratulations on getting those three items because um 
I out of all three consoles, I have I have gotten one legendary, and that's Roadhog on Xbox. That's it. That's the only legendary I've gotten on all three consoles. You think Blizzard will look at my account, see that I have three Overwatch? <laughs> you know, like I, I I bought Overwatch three times and be like, hey man, give this guy some legendaries. Nah. Be they nice don't. if they just like linked, you know, since they make you, you can link your Battle.net account, you could carry over your all that stuff. But no. Yeah. Nope. Can't do nope. it. Nope. Can't do that. No. He also says, God bless the Church of Jah. Right back at you, brother. Oh, <laughs> right <Jesus>. back at you. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, is but, how cults start, everybody. So the church well, turned into a cult. This is gonna, this is going to be one awesome cult. That's that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> a cult of awesomeness. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna bring our podcast to a close tonight. Thank you for listening. Thanks for staying with us through this. We know we normally don't cover competitive meta, but um, we're talking important stuff here. We're in the we're almost done with season two. We're a few weeks out, or about four weeks out at this point, and people still don't get it, man. Like you can't just you can't just play the meta. You can't just play with the pros. Play you got to adapt. You got to work together. But I'm pretty sure we'll have to approach this topic again. Uh, but like I said, thank you for listening. We're available on multiple platforms uh, for podcasting. You can listen to us on iTunes, which were four stars on iTunes. Don't know if we Woo! mentioned that. <laughs> Yay! But, uh, and that's thanks to you guys. So iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio. Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and we have RSS feed in case you have your own RSS reader. And links are available for each platform right on the Mattress Buttons website. We are on Twitter.com slash MTB site. We're on Facebook.com slash Mattress Buttons and YouTube.com slash Mattress Buttons. Bond, why don't you why don't you tell them where your where your Twitter is? These uh, days? I know this. Hold on, hold on. I know this. It is. Oh wait, 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 wait. Where is it? Where is it? Okay, it is underscore emery pf yes that's why nobody tweets you because you they just know you don't use it nobody tweets you nobody talks to you nobody wants to be your friend that's true wow that's true <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go preach the the uh the three meta now and see if i can get some friends that way <laughs> there you go yeah mike why don't you tell them where you're at on twitter i'm at key underscore lock lock is with an e at the end of it yeah, and I am underscore ja underscore that is underscore J A A underscore. Um, we love hearing from you guys, you know, so feel free to contact us. You can reach us via email, WPR at mashlessbuttons.com. You can uh reach uh, reach out to us on the contact form on the website, uh SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, you know. We accept all of the communications, and you know we like to hear from you guys whether you agree, disagree, want to discuss further something what we talked about on the show. Give us or drop us a line, I should say. Uh, we always appreciate that. And uh, if you enjoyed the show and you want to uh, help us out a bit, the best way you can help us out is to actually share the podcast with others. And if you really want to help us out, like you really like us. Uh, you can also rate us on iTunes or Google Play Music and leave a review. That is also very helpful, and we really appreciate when you guys do that. Um, you should stay tuned after the show to see what is uh, coming up this week. 
on the rest of the network on Mashless Buttons. And you can go to mashlessbuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts to see if there's any other shows that tickle your fancy. All right? So, uh, as always, like I said, thank you for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Keep your salt levels in check and see you next time. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, October 17th, Jorge and David bring you the latest in Destiny on In Orbit, talking about changes to maximum light level, updates to loot light, and the future of Destiny with Destiny 2. On Tuesday, October 18th, Nick, Ray, Jeremy, and Eric talk World of Warcraft on WoW Talk. They talk about Patch 7.1, Tom Chilton's departure, and subscription numbers that were possibly leaked. On Wednesday, October 19th, Jarrett, Mikey, and Bond bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. They talk about how Blizzard is handling their console community, the problem with sticking to the meta, and debate the difficulty of hybrid maps. On Friday, October 21st, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SitRep Radio, talking the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.